Hi everyone, this is Danny, and today we're going to be looking at the seventh chapter of the novel The White Tiger, which we're currently studying. The title of this chapter is The Sixth Night. Like always, I want you to make sure that you're writing down notes as we go so you can add to that resource that is going to become useful for the upcoming SAC and the exam at the end of the year. This is another one of those uh, quite big chapters that has a lot of things happening in it, so you have to make sure that you're paying careful attention to this lecture and that while you're reading the chapter that you make sure you're reading it really carefully. So let's get into it. Balram opens this chapter sort of commenting on the relationship that's breaking down between him and Mr. Ashok, and he says to the Premier, how many ways are there for a driver to cheat his master? And he actually sets out a couple of different ways that you can cheat your master, which in itself isn't that important, but what is significant about this is that he's actually admitting that while his rage is starting to grow and develop towards the unfairness of this society, he's actually acting out by doing things that are taking away things from Mr. Ashok. So it's really important because now he's starting to become more and more rebellious against this society. Balaram actually comments on this on page 196 and he says, the strangest thing is that each time I looked at the cash I'd made from cheating him, instead of guilt, what did I feel? Rage. The more I stole from him, the more I realised that he had stolen from me. And this is a key turning point in the novel because Balram is honestly saying that all the anger that he's been feeling his entire life, that having little opportunities, being pulled out of school by not having access to an education, the rage that is growing in him that has been happening his entire life up to this point is starting to become more and more focused on Mr. Athok. So Mr. Athok becomes more than just Balram's boss or a character in the book. He represents all the unfairness of Indian society to Balram. He becomes that symbol to Balram. Mr. Athok represents everything that has ever held him back in life. Following on from his obsession with the prostitute with the blonde hair that looked like the American actress Kim Basinger, starting on page 198, Balram starts to go through the process of hiring a prostitute. And he comments on page 198, that was when it hit me in a way that it never had before, how the rich always get the best things in life and all we get is their leftovers. Because the prostitute that he winds up hiring while she has blonde hair, doesn't look anything like the prostitute that Mr. Ashok was able to highlight to, to hire. So that really just shows to Balram anyway, even more of the unfairness in this society. Balram's not able to access the same things that Ashok is. So Balram meets with the prostitute and they sit in a room together and he realises that she isn't actually a real blonde, she dyes her hair and he slaps her across the face. And from this example we can see that violence that's starting to grow in Balram. He hits the prostitute because she highlights to him the fact that he's not able to get the same things that Ashok is able to. She's fake, she's not real and he's so enraged by this that he slaps her across the face so it's another important moment that happens in the book um he goes back home and mr Ashok actually walks into his room and he makes the comment you live in such a whole ballroom i never knew i'm sorry and it kind of highlights the fact that you know mr Ashok doesn't take much of an interest in his servants they're just there to serve him he doesn't really care 
what kind of lives they lead or what kind of rooms they sleep in. So it just adds to that divide between the pair of them. Mr. Athok goes on to confide in Balram, which, you know, it highlights their sort of strange relationship on page 202, and he says, My way of living is all wrong, Balram. I know it, but I just don't have the courage to change it. I don't have the balls. I let people exploit me, Balram. I've never done what I've wanted my whole life. I I think this is a pretty cool quote because it kind of shows that even though Athok is, even though he's rich and even though he can have the best of anything in this society, he's almost just as trapped as what Balram is. You know, Balram isn't able to move outside his caste very much. He's not, he doesn't have access to education. He's not able to travel. But Athok is just as trapped. He falls into corruption and he's trapped by it. He wants to be a better person, but he doesn't know how to go about doing it. And I think that Adig is trying to demonstrate that. Like, Balram and Ashok do have things in common. They're both trapped by society, both rich and poor. And I think that's a really important point that you need to be aware of. He's not saying that any one of us is truly free unless we seize freedom ourselves. As the chapter progresses, Balram notices that on one of his regular drop-offs for Ashok, Ashok is starting to carry around large sums of money and I think that the seeds of a plan start to grow in Balram's head in this chapter. He comments that he, he was watching Ashok with a bag of money and Balram describes himself at the bottom of page 280 says, at a red light I looked at the rearview mirror I saw my thick moustache and my jaw. I touched the mirror. The angle of the image changed. Now I saw a long, beautiful eyebrows curved on either side of the powerful, furrowed brow muscles. Black eyes were shining on those tense muscles. The eyes of a cat watching its prey. Remember that. Balram's the predator here. He's the one that's watching and he's planning and he's about to do something. And now the plan starts to grow in his head. Go on, just look at the red bag, Balram. That's not stealing, is it? And even if you were to steal it, Balram, it wouldn't be stealing. See, Mr. Ashok is giving all the money to these politicians in Delhi so that they'll excuse him from the tax he has to pay. And who owns that tax in the end? Who but the ordinary people of this country? You. So that desire starts to build in Balram. He wants to take the money because the money represents freedom and opportunity to him. He just has to think of how he can get hold of the money. And it's actually pretty funny. As the chapter goes on, Balram actually has a pro-con list on page 210, which outlines whether or not he should steal the money from Ashok. So some of the reasons are why he shouldn't do it. Your father wanted you to be an honest man. Mr. Ashok does not hit you or spit on you like people did to your father. Mr. Ashok pays you well. He's been raising his salary without you even asking. Remember what the buffalo did to his servant's family. Mr. Ashok will ask your fa your, his father to do the same thing to yours once you run away. And on the, the pro list, why he should actually steal the money from Ashok. Your father wanted you to be a man. Mr. Ashok made you take the blame when his wife killed that child on the road. This is a pittance. You live in a city. What do you save? Nothing. 
the very fact that Mr. Ashok threatens your family makes your blood boil. So you can see it's actually pretty humorous because Adiga provides this list to show the thought process of Balram in leading up to whether or not he's going to steal his master's money and kill him. And Balram starts to meditate on it. He starts thinking about whether or not he should do this because if he takes the money, if he steals the money, He's going to have to kill Mr. Ashok, which is a big betrayal of the master-servant relationship. He's actually going to kill his master. And he knows that he's going to be condemning his family to hideous deaths. So he meditates on it. He reflects on it. He finds himself going to a marketplace where he buys a book or he's interested in buying a book from a bookseller. And he reads a line of poetry that says, You were looking for the key for years but the door was always open. I think that's a really important line because I think Adika has included that to show that in the search for freedom, the key to actually unlock freedom is inside all of us. We just have to have the courage to take it. While he's reflecting on all this and making up his mind whether or not to do it, uh, his grandmother sends a nephew of Balram to come stay with him. His nephew's name is Dharam. And... He starts up a bit of a relationship with this boy, he tests him to see how smart he is, how clever he is, and Balram actually says to himself, well, now that my nephew's come to stay with me, I'm not going to do anything. But that desire to take control of his own life, to steal the money, doesn't completely go away from Balram. So on page 228, even after his nephew's been staying with him, he thinks to himself, good, describing Asok. He'll never suspect that I'm planning anything. An instant later, my grin faded. What was I planned planning? He hasn't completely decided what he's going to do, but it's tormenting him. He knows that he's going to do something. And then the, the bottom again is that, that line from poetry we just looked at before. He says, I was looking for the key for years, but the door was always open. The door's open for Balram. He's going to be able to escape the rooster cube. He just has to have enough courage and maybe enough lack of caring to be able to do what's necessary to break out. Balram winds up taking his nephew to the zoo and he goes to the zoo and he sees a tiger. And for the second time in the novel, Balram actually faints. He describes seeing the tiger right before he does it and he says... The creature that only gets born only once in every generation in the jungle. This is on page 237. I watched him walk behind the bamboo bars, black stripes and sunlit white fur flushed through the slits in the dark bamboo. It was like watching the slowed down reels of an old black and white film. He was walking in the same line again and again, from one end of the bamboo bars to the other, and turning around repeating it over at the same pace, like a thing under a spell. And then he faints while watching it. And I think that the white tiger, like obviously, you know, that's the name that he calls himself. But I think this is the moment where Balram, after he faints, he realises, I'm going to do it. No matter what the consequence is, he's going to do it. And this is what leads to the murder of the of Ashok. Once this decision's been made, nothing's going to change now. Nothing can stop it. He's going to do it. <laughs>